0: Hello and welcome to... Oh, I'm well out of focus. Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to the Gooners Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series, our twice-weekly show typically, on a Tuesday and a Friday at 5pm UK time, although this is the second of the week because yesterday evening at 9pm UK time, I was joined by Sophie from the Highbury squad and we had a very good debate about Arsenal and Arteta and where we are and where we might be going and we don't agree and it was a really good, really, really good debate uh, if you haven't already checked it out. So please make sure you go and do that straight after listening to us, of course. And I say us because I'm joined by a mediocrity guest. He's shaking his head, but it's Drew. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? You
2: can't help yourself. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, buddy? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I will stop bullying you one day. It's uh, <laughs> you're considering you do it because there's an ocean between us. You
2: know, I'll, I'll pummel you into the ground when I see you at your wedding. So
0: true. Yes, yes. Drew has an invite.
2: <laughs> I've, and someone in the chat box the
0: other week suggested that the next tier of membership should be an invite to the wedding. <laughs> 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 so are so, you re- if people um, really that keen to come? I mean, I'm pretty sure. People have said is there going to be streams at the wedding. I'm pretty sure with. my Mike, there, there will be it's, so many videos. It's, like, it's never going to be. It's
2: going to be uncontrollable. Mike's going to be like a, just a man on a mission, trying to embarrass us all on, on an hourly yeah, basis.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Georgia is genuinely like
2: absolutely concerned. She's concerned, <laughs>
0: she's concerned. <laughs> and I did speak to Mike about this. And I said I should let you know that G is a little concerned, um, and he was like, "Oh, you know, like you know, what I'm like I wouldn't do that," and I'm like, "I know what you're like, yeah, Mike. I like, do know married. what you're like." I've, I've been, I've been to pubs with you, mate. We've had a drink together quite a few times, and I'm, yeah. I mean, you. It ended up with a picture of me, uh, in in bed, which everyone has seen now on social media. He he scrolls through my Facebook and takes pictures of me when I was like like nineteen at uni to then put in picture frames to put behind him on podcasts. Like he knows no bounds, this man. He knows no bounds at all. So. Yeah. Yes, we'll we'll cross that bridge next year when we come to it. (laughs) But obviously, we're here to talk about uh, Arsenal' striking situation, which we'll do in just a second. Before we do, though, um, if you haven't already, what are you laughing at? What's so funny? <laughs> the,
2: the, chat, the chat box. Like sometimes when people take the piss, it's actually really funny. So.
0: <laughs> Fair is that Dave going? Surely ambassador level gets in. No, the
2: no, no, no. After that, someone's saying I have like a, a nice temple look. Because oh, of
0: is is Dominic Zobosla invited <laughs> to the? Of course he is.
2: Of course he's the he's the um.
0: Uh, the reverend, the the <laughs> he's, he's he's the ordained guy. I don't know what they're called. What are they called ministers? Is that it? Is that the word? I think minister or sure, red, we'll registrar, on. registrar. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not organising any. My my job's done. I've asked the question. That's all I need to do. That's that's. <laughs> this is all on her now. It's her thing. She sorts it out. I just got to turn up. Say the right words and 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 you know, have a few drinks. That's that's my and job. And make
2: sure so. you feed you feed Mike the appropriate amount of beef Wellington, which has already been go- doing the rounds.
0: Yeah, the way, so. not on the list.
2: <laughs> he's, he's yeah. Run.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to tell him what is on the list of, of the menu. To be fair, anyway, um, if you haven't already uh, got a ticket for this week's prize, it is this is the second time around This one, this prize is coming up specifically a uh, signed Patrick Vieira shirt with certificate of authentication. Always. Uh, Um, Last week, I was a bit annoyed because the Highbury squads, uh, who are the other Arsenal sponsor, one of their listeners, one of those guys, those lot, them lot, those ones, they won it. And I was a bit like, oh, great. Yeah, they won a Kieran Tierney shirt, I think it was, uh, last week. So I'm I'm not okay with this. I need you guys to step up. We need to win this. We, We need to get the run back going. We've had Jared and Dan have both won prizes. We need more people winning prizes. So... Come on, go buy a ticket. Link is in the description for the Foot Prizes website and you'll be able to find the prize on there. The draw will be on Friday at seven uh, 8.30 on their Facebook page, UK time, and of course on Friday's Let's Talk Arsenal show at 5pm, be revealing which one of our expert members or TGT ambassadors have won the free entry into the competition. Anyway, today's show is all about <laughs> just another good one. <laughs> Tactical breakdowns, <I> was waiting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I said, this this show today is is about Arsenal striker situation because we've got we've got quite a few strikers. Um, But the start of next season, we might have considerably less or we might have considerably different strikers by that point. Um, And we've got quite a a few to talk uh, through and talk about and uh, discuss where we see them in the next few years or the next year or whatever. So we're going to run through them. As we do go through them and me and the discussion, of course, in the chat box, get your thoughts and comments and questions specifically about them through and we'll try and answer them as we go. So to kick it off, the uncomplicated uh example of following Balogun Drew which is a player that obviously we've never seen play in the Premier League and yet is going to be arguably if you do read on Twitter how good this guy is the next Lionel Messi so uh what what do you make of Balogun and what do you make of the whole situation with him that's gone on this season
2: uh I mean I'm not it's weird like I'm you always want to keep your you hope that you're your better Academy products come through and stay with the club for some period of time, but I'm not, I'm not really fussed with it. I just kind of feel like, you know, your, your history isn't defined by, by ifs and maybes. And, and yes, Balogun may go on and have a, a fantastic career at club or maybe even international level, but we don't know that. So we can't, you know, hinge all our bets on him being the next best thing. You know, people made the same mistake with Reese Nelson and then look how that turned out. So you just don't know. And I kind of feel like <clears throat> I, I'd be more worried about it if we didn't just extend Oba and even though I didn't want Oba to be extended. At the very least, you could say we still have X many years with Oba left before we have to really, really concern ourselves with you know someone who's coming through. And then also look at the fact that you know, you still have Mueller in the academy as well, and he's come on quite well with rave reviews. You have a lot of people who postulate that Martinelli could be transitioned into center forward. We really don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I just don't feel like to, to, to sort of nail your 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 signpost on this mast about this is the hill you want to die. And it's a very weird one for me. And I feel like we've we've lost good players before. Who are very good at academy level and they've gone on and not done very much they've all we've also lost players who have gone on and done quite a bit so but that's the nature of the academy you know it, 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 for me i feel like it, it's a good player maybe at the wrong time you know what i mean like and that's kind of where you when you get into deeper discussions about pathways for youth for youth players for academy mm-hmm. products like we really need both obama yang and and like i said if balagam is in the system and all these kind of questions come up and and yeah, that, those questions have merit, but I'm, I'm not, I just don't think that it, it's that big of a deal for me. You know, I think we, we, it's, it's different. If, if he came on and he started getting minutes with the first team and you saw that over the course of hundreds of minutes, not dozens of minutes, that he had something in his locker moving forward, for sure that will definitely translate to, to first team level. Then you might be a little bit more frustrated by it, right? But for me, I just kind of feel like, yeah I, i'm I'm okay with it i'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not you know what i mean like it sucks losing a good academy product, but at the end of the day you lose good academy products all the time and and another in another world in another universe or whatever maybe he comes through and has a different career if we didn't already have a a, a good amount of strikers ahead of him at the current moment and that's just that's just part and parcel of it for me
0: yeah no, I tend to agree with you, and I think that when you look at kind of for me what you look at is that you look at a player that's never had a minute of premier league football and and people will turn around and say well he's not been given the opportunity but i i still there's still always part of me that's going to go if someone genuinely is rated highly enough, they would still be put into the team and they would still be given opportunities over the likes of Vincetia. And he hasn't been. I mean, Emil Smith Rowe has pushed his way in. Saka pushed his way in, um, and he's and Balogun's not necessarily been able to do that. Uh, a lot of people would say that they've looked at the performances that he did when he came in against uh, Mulder and he scored on his on his debut. And he came in against, I think it was Dundalk, and he scored against Dundalk as well. Um, and he took those two chances and you would say fair play you've taken those two chances but it, you, it's a very difficult and delicate situation when you're dealing with a contract negotiation because you can't allow the player to dictate those negotiations you can't allow yourselves as the club to lose control it's also very difficult because he has the same agent as one of the other players we're going to talk about Adi and ketia um which makes it basically you can't you can't mug off the agent you can't deceive the agent um because they whatever impacts one impacts the other so it's really difficult to to, to try and avoid talking about one without the other coming into it which is it's, really also the same,
2: it's also the same group that sancho is in as well i'm pretty sure the same yes back. and saka and saka and, and nelson saka. exactly so if things are intertwined and that kind of maybe points you in a certain direction where you know sancho wasn't prepared to wait for a chance at city and Mm. maybe this is one of the reasons, but, you know, Foden was, and, and then this thing's how happened, how they do. So, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, you kind of cut your losses and then and, and you put faith in the academy to produce you another one. And that's kind of, you know, then the cycle continues. So,
0: Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that we could talk about Balogun for a long time. We're not going to uh, linger on it for too long, but I do want to get your thoughts in the, in the chat box. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, I think Moller must be highly rated by Boulder Metazaka as he was given the captaincy of the, by the under 23s. I have heard from all, uh best purposes that he has done very very well um in, in the in the youth team i don't want you don't want to end up hyping the kid up too much and expect him to get starts but i'd like to see him maybe get a loan next season maybe a six month loan to a lower division or maybe abroad somewhere i think it's important that you send these kids out as soon as possible i mean the likes of joe willock never got a loan Reece Nelson got a loan and it was very mixed and and it can tell you a lot about player and and Tyrese John Jules is obviously on loan this season which is another striker at the club but I mean briefly on that do you what do you do you think John Jules has any kind of future at the club or is he just going to be one of those that similar to to other strikers like Akpom I suppose that just never really came to the fore and will eventually move on
2: I mean I don't know I kind of feel like to his credit, I feel like Arteta will at least get a good look at the players. And he, he himself has said he's been monitoring players that are on loan, whether he wasn't speaking about John Jules specifically, but he will at least mm-hmm. be made aware of his progress for sure. You can you know, rest assured of that. So I think a lot of it also will depend on what we currently have. I feel like, you know, we don't know what will happen. Maybe Lagazette sees out his last year instead of leaving in the summer, you know, um, that kind of thing. So there might not be a pathway for him just yet. It also depends on the player. I just kind of feel like, again, you can have good academy products, but because as the finances have already come out, you know, it might be a struggle for the next year or two, depending on if we don't get Europe next season, the pressure is going to be a little bit tight. We're going to have to recoup funds if we're going to want to improve on the squad. So this is one of those moments where you might have to rely on your ability to produce good players and use it as a vein to, to get cash from. And I'm okay with that, you know, so – Again, I think in an, in another world he could have a future, but again, timing needs mm-hmm. must be met for the first team kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. again, I, th- I think he'll end up being a solid player. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna end up at, at that level of you know <laughs> we regret, like like Ganavi as an example. But I do feel mm-hmm. like like in Ketty, I think he'll go on to have a really good career in the championship or for maybe like a. a, a second-tier Premier League club, perhaps, but I don't know if he's going to be. Again, I'm don't. i, I I'm not hinging my bets on him being like a big, big thing for the club, And again, that's okay.
0: Um, John Jules has a famous uncle, apparently, uh, says Daniel Robert, uh, which I've known nothing about. Um, but Dave Lennon says, uh, what is interesting about Balogun is that Arteta keeps talking up the percentage of so- keeping him, and, and he does keep doing that. And I find that a bit odd. Um, like, he keeps saying, that like, we're confident of him staying. He wants to stay and all of this. And if he does end up going, there will be questions. <laughs> there will be a lot of questions. I would... If I was in Arteta's shoes, I'd be like, look, we're just doing as much as we can to try and keep him and we'll let you know if there's any news. Like, I wouldn't be like, we're very confident he's going to stay. He wants to stay, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, it's a weird one. It really is. Um, anyway, moving on to the next. We are, obviously, I can see something in the chat was throwing up possible names of who we might be signing or who you'd like to see us sign. We are um, going to be talking about that uh, in the second half of the show. So bear with us. Hold fire on your suggestions as we go through some of these. So the next one is obviously one we talked about, Eddie and Kettle. You, year left on his deal at the end of the season, and I would like to see him sold. Um, I've said that before, I've said it several times, and Mike has told me time and time again, no, this kid's gonna make it. Um, but uh yeah, I've never been really on that train. So where are you where do you sit on Nketiah I feel
2: like yeah, i for, I I have to say how I feel, but even though you already know how I feel. I I and again, at the risk of not sounding like an echo chamber, I just again I just feel like if he was going to make it at this club, he would have done a, a, a better job of working himself into more playing time. When he's been clearly in the first team at this point, he's he's not he's not done it. You know, at, at a period where Obama had a very down a down a down period this season, Lacazette has been hot and cold for the majority of his time at Arsenal for better or worse, and for whatever reason you want to subscribe to it. He's, he's not done enough. And again, I think for me, if, if you're talking about keeping players that haven't done enough to force the question, then you should be fine with letting them go. Um, and it's unfortunate that we have to let them go with a year left, which means you're not going to get as much in return. But I think you should let them go. I, again, I think when you have someone like Muller waiting in the wings, and even if we somehow convince Balagan to stay, you have two other young center forwards that can immediately slot into his role in the first team potentially, or at least take some of those minutes from Europa League league cup maybe some Africa cup early round and and you keep it moving so yeah I'm i'm fine with him going and i think again i think he's one of those players he, he will go on and have a good career somewhere you know mm. i just I, I, he's not I, for me he won't be and hasn't ever been a player who i can envision leading the line at arsenal to getting back into top four i don't think he's that good i think people talk about his goal return for england on 21s how well he did you know, uh, through the youth system, that, that's great. But again, it's something I keep talking about. Young players can be exceptionally good at youth level. It does not mean they're going to be good as full professionals. It's, Is yeah.
0: Ketia ever going to be a 30 goal a season striker no, in the Premier n- League? No.
2: Never in a million years. I, I would be dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, say, to say the loose. I, 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 and again, there are late bloomers as well. Like no one thought Jamie Vardy was going to be where Jamie Vardy is currently. But
0: he hasn't even. Well, again, he hasn't got any of that. Like when you look no. at the players that make it, Vardy, like he, he's, he's, his knowledge he's of where to be, the right place he's a centre forward. He's rapid. Yeah. He knows where to be. Edin Dzeko is not rap. He's not slow, but he's not rapid. And then the other end of the scale is a striker that's physical and that's got uh, like uh, the ability to hold players off and hold the ball up. Edin Dzeko has neither rapid place. Rapid pace, sorry, or physicality. He is a fox in the box and he's a poacher and he can get on the end of chances. He can't create really chances for himself regular enough to warrant being an Arsenal
2: striker. And I, 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 I agree. and We bemoan how many chances Oba and Laka have missed this season and, and Ketty has missed some um, countless yeah. times. He's, he's missed absolute sitters. And even Everton if he's young, oh. even, even when you're young, it doesn't really matter. You could be young, you could be 29. If you're if your trade and your bread and butter is I should be putting chances away and you can't put them away with any measure of consistency, then, you know, that's it. What's done is done and you kind of move on. So, yeah, no, I, I think he'll go on and he'll be just fine, but I, I don't think it should be with us. I think we need to, rec- again, yes, we one of those players you have to recoup funds for. We have some work to do with the first team, you know, in the summer and the summer after that, obviously, and then because of the way the finances look, you have to take with what you can get.
0: Owen says her canton was lethal at youth level until his knees changed direction. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, that is not true at all. I was terrible. I did play striker for the majority of my Sunday league career, but uh, never, t- I-, I won top scorer mainly because no one else in on the team could score. Um, that was pretty much it. Um, so I was like, I mean. I was like the Patrick, I was going to say Patrick Bamford, but actually Leeds have quite a few players who can score. So uh, that was a really poor example. Who's a good example of a team where they're just like, they heavily rely on their striker for goals? I'm trying to think. Um, Fulham, when they came up, just had Mitrovic scoring. That was about yeah. it. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone else. Uh, Callum <laughs> Wilson at Newcastle maybe is a good example. That's um, a very good example. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was, and, and Newcastle was quite a good example as well. Uh, Danny Ings, were, I think that's harsh on Southampton, to be fair. But yeah, Rico, <laughs> Callum Wilson, Cade is is not Patrick. We'd love if it was only Kane that scored for them, unfortunately, it's not true. Um, anyway, Balogun and Ketia, we're, we're stepping up the ladder, we're moving up, and the next player, of course, is Alexandra Lacazette. Um, again, another player of one year left on his contract. Um, I'm again. Same as Eddie, bid comes in. I don't care if the bid's 15 million quid, mate. I'm, I'm taking that for for Lacazette.
2: Uh, for this one, it's, uh, I could see the rationale in both. I could see him just winding down the year if we feel like there's not a center forward on the market that makes sense for us to go for. Also, if we feel like, say, someone someone's uh, development like Muller is ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. if you just let Lacazette run his year down, and then he walks on a free and goes to wherever and then Muller just slots straight in. That also makes sense for the club, right? So um we don't know if the club's looking for the long term center forward option internally or if we really do want to go out and spend just because we're linked with, with, with players doesn't mean we're actually linked with players, you know, especially because now you could argue that the the rumor is that a lot of the leaks 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 from the club are gone. So we don't know what we're actually doing. So I put, I take everything in the media with a grain of salt. We don't really have a clue anymore. So I just kind of feel like I can see the merit in it, but I can also understand that, look at this. Like, so you have Musa Dembele is leaving Leon at the end of the summer, at, at this summer. Leon need a center forward. Alas loves Lacazette. Like still loves him. If him going back to Leon to finish his career would make a lot of sense for him. Um, mm-hmm. And it would make a lot of sense for us to recoup that kind of money. Um, I know. I don't think it's gonna be some. As well. Monaco, I don't think it's gonna be some part of package deal to get Awa. So please, let's not even go down that route. Um, oh, yeah. That ship I just,
0: has sailed. Unfortunately, yeah,
2: it has. I I just kind of feel like again, I, I could see the merits in both. So I'd be fine with him leaving,
0: mm. but I'd
2: also be fine with him staying. Um, I think he saw I would have a role to play in a long season. But the caveat is, if we don't get Europe, we're gonna have minimal rotation at center forward. Then. Even more so, I'd be fine with him leaving. There'd be no reason to have Oba and Lock at the club if we're not competing in Europe and we don't have to rotate. Oba. Oba, again, that's has proven himself.
0: himself. Arguably, you don't even have to sign someone. If that's
2: we, don't. we don't. Exactly yeah. that, because Oba has proved himself, thankfully, over the course of his career, to be one of the fittest players in, in football, period. He's yeah. never had a serious injury at any point in his career. So the only rotation he'd be doing without Europe would be the League Cup you know, you argue that he would play the majority of the FA Cup pictures as well. So, yeah, there'd be no point in it. So then I'd be fine with Lacazette leaving and then having maybe like a younger player to deputise or, or whatever it might be. But yeah, I, I, I think Ellie. you're right. Martinelli, maybe you don't really know. But yeah, I mean, I, again, I'd be fine with both. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not hinging another way. I,
0: I Actually, that's not something I've not really thought about. If we do not qualify for Europe and we have just got to focus on the Premier League, I think you can look at other areas of the pitch to... To, to look at um, if you end up do selling Lacazette because you give then a year to either uh, Martinelli to have more opportunities or you have a year for, for Muller to have another year of development or be on loan. You've got Tyrese John-Jules coming back to be assessed and Ketia I expect him to go but if he is still here for the last year of his contract then you've got him to deputise if you really need it um so i think that yeah if, if we end up not qualifying for europe next season it doesn't make too much sense to go all out on a striker when you've got to pay the wages that we've got to pay to a bamiang and and then also you give yourself another year like i've I've done these uh articles on like strikers that we'd sign and I, we'll talk about that in a little bit but it's not exactly like the, the, europe's not bursting with brilliant strikers to go and sign at certain levels at the moment there are opportunities but it's still pretty bare right now um and so in a year's time there might be other options that come to the fore. Anyway, we mentioned Aubameyang, so let's, let's talk about him. Um, so you think he can play on the left? Yeah. Is that, is that what? <laughs> is that <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew loves Aubameyang on the left, people. He, he
2: loves it. <laughs> no, I mean, again, I I, 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 you and I had this talk on the side, what was it yesterday, that, you know, you could, you could theorize that if you go out and buy us and afford the this summer, then you just move Aubameyang to the left again. But then, you're taking away chances from someone like Pepe to really nail down a first team place because it's clear stock is better on the right. You still have Martinelli's development to worry about. You have all these other players who can and should be playing on the left. So why would you move on there when it's clear that he's probably best as a center forward, especially since we've brought in a number 10, either it be Smithrow being available or Odegaard coming back in or coming in on long. Opus looked on average better than he had beforehand, having that, Key creative player directly behind him is, is a big deal, and that's something I mentioned during his time at Dortmund. Even though they didn't always use a strict out and out ten, a lot of times they played a four three three. They still had someone like a Shinji Kagawa or, a, I'm sorry, a, a Mario Götze in in that creative role behind him, and he it paid dividends from a big way. And then Mkhitaryan came in as well, so um, that's a big deal. So. I kind of just feel like it, it's best to use your, your your best vein for goals in his best role in the system that increasingly looks like it's going to create chances because all the data is out there that post-Christmas, we've created more chances since Christmas. Since we've looked better, we're, yep. our XG is higher, and we're creating more chances. So inevitably, those chances are going to fall for Obama. So you may as well just use him where he's best and, and let that be that, and then you move forward with that. And because we just extended him, you know, two or three seasons, it doesn't make sense to extend him and then not give him the, the correct platform to prove that he's worth the payback that he just received. So, yeah, play him, play, play him through the middle. Like, if you need to rotate one one time, and if you know, when players aren't fit and injuries crop up, yeah, he can. If you need him in on the left because you want to bring on. Someone that's in a forward because you're trying to rotate another position—that's fine, I get it. But I think the, mm. the, the lineage of his appearances moving forward and need to be a center forward. That's just it for me. Like I, I, I get the other argument, but well, we have something.
0: obviously we've talked about the other the other strikers in the context of selling them just to raise that point. Javier says Alba would still bring in thirty to forty million in transfer money, mate. I, you've got a striker no. that's that's thirty-one plus now, um, that's on ridiculous wages in a pandemic-hit market. No one. Categorically, no one is spending 30 to 40 million on a Bamiang. <laughs> no no, no and one is the doing thing that. is
2: that the clubs that would spend money on them are clubs that don't need a center forward, they're clubs that already have a center forward, or they're clubs that want Erling Holland. So,
0: yes, and yeah. why would you sign a at that age at that price? It, it, the mate well, it would make zero. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense to do that. um Yonick says uh that's why Depay on a free makes sense when Alba's fit. You can play on the left and Alba <laughs> and Alba, he out and out can play down the middle. Can also play uh, in a number 10 if tech decides to play with my. Who can play as a number 10? Depay. Oh, wow. No, I wouldn't be playing. Dep- I mean, if you've watched Leon, Depay at 10 is, is not where he's been effective and. Never where he's been effective to so I wouldn't be looking at that at a PSV. He wasn't playing at 10, was he? So, no, he wasn't. No, he was more on the wing, was he? Not at PSV, he was strictly on the wing at PSV. Yeah, so I just i think that Arteta obviously likes to have a striker that can drop in, that can hold the ball up well, bring the wide players into play, but I think he also recognizes that. At the moment, that's not really something that we're going to be pushing for unless we bring someone else in. Lacazette brought on against um against Burnley in kind of that play- role just behind Aubameyang and it made us worse. Like taking off at Erdogan and, and then playing someone else in that in that hole didn't work. Um, and unfortunately that that really kind of did hamper us a bit, and there was a lot of criticism for that. Um Depay Actually, the thought of bringing in pie itself, like, I'd be absolutely fine if Arsenal went out and signed pie for free in the summer window. It makes complete sense to go and do that. The thing is, is that he will most likely end up at Barcelona this summer um, with Ronald Koeman if he is still there. Um, He wants to move to to Barcelona. I get the idea around it. He doesn't want to sign a new deal from the looks of things. He's rejected the last three offers that Leon have given him, uh, maybe even more than three. Uh, He does look like he's going to go this summer. But I think that Arsenal would be not very high up on a list, uh, especially considering if we didn't have any European football for Depay, especially when Leon looked like they're going to qualify for the Champions League as well. Um, I'm not sure that that is going to be an option for Arsenal. I, I, that that does bring us nicely onto that that topic. Go on, you want to say something before we do? I
2: was just going to say, I think... I think Oof, oh man. I, I, get, I get so... And this isn't directly anybody in the chat, but I get so triggered about transfer speculation talks because... Well,
0: you're going to enjoy the next section.
2: <laughs> I'm already preparing myself. But I just kind of feel like the right way to analyse players about who the club should go for you need to not look at it from a biased standpoint from our lens. You have to look at it from what the player is probably going to want. And I think that's something that fans aren't considering. Like there are fans who seriously are out there who think that we should go and go get Erling Haaland and that he would want to come here over the host of other clubs that are going to be in for him. And you have to analyze and think that's just not going to be the case. Like you have to really start looking at Arsenal in terms of what we can offer the kind of player you're talking about. So by an example, a lot of people started to like Ivan Tony as an example. And I think he, I think he like all performance proven that, you know, the championship does have good players, particularly they have good forwards, right? So would it be an automatic upgrade for Tony to leave from Brentford to go to Arsenal? Yes, but Brentford are probably going to be in the Premier League next year. If Arsenal have no Europe, I want him. If yeah. Arsenal have no Europe, there's little else that we can say apart from we're just a bigger club, but that almost becomes irrelevant because would he be starting over Aubameyang? Probably not. So why would he leave being a leading line striker in the Premier League for a smaller club and being a bench striker at a bigger club but still not playing? So that's kind of like that, – and that makes it very tricky, and that's why having Aubameyang at the club also makes it very tricky in how you negotiate the market in terms of the kind of players we realistically should be targeting and who would be fine with being secondary to a player who just got extended for three years. Mm. and who probably think, isn't going to start over him so
0: th- the, the tony situation like i think and what i've learned is that when you do a little bit more research on players um which obviously from doing the striker articles that i have the, you realize that your opinion changes but i i basically looked at a couple of games at his goal record and was like oh yeah tony like he's a guy coming through at brentford you look at oh, ollie watkins's transfer actually when you do you research and you do track the player and you do look at the goals they scored, the type of goals they scored, where they've come from. You look at, you compare that of how it would work at Arsenal. Tony is not the right striker yeah. for Arsenal to go for. He's still exceptionally raw and he's already 24, I think. So it's, it's not, it's not the type of profile and Brentford would have a price that I don't think would represent a good deal for Arsenal either at like 30 million quid. I don't think it makes any sense.
2: It would um, be the Grealish play. thing as well. You know, Grealish could have easily left Villa when they just skirted relegation, delegation or when they were in the yeah. championship, but Villa were still within their rights to demand a fee that was quite high than yeah. people would have wanted. And because of his importance to the side as well, like uh, that also has to be factored in. So, we really have to actually get kind of creative in terms of where we can look, and that might, it might have to come from a player who comes from a more relatively, you know, not top five league. For example, you I need striker
0: as Patson um, from Red Bull Salzburg, which is a profile of striker I like. Um, I, I do like Patson Daka. I like his, his strike partner Seku Keta uh, Aquita, sorry, and I do like um, uh, Barisha as well. All three of their forwards are are likable strikers. Um, that each of them, though, is a risk. Because um, you, if you sign someone from the Austrian Bundesliga, they can be as good as the likes of Conrad Leimer, etc. at RB Leipzig. Or they can be as subdued as Takumi Minamino at Liverpool. So yeah. it's you don't know what's going to ultimately happen. And Daniel Roberts says Adiemi as well, young German striker at Salzburg as well. He's coming through. Mm-hmm. I don't, he's not yet for me at the level that I would want him moving away from Salzburg, but Dakar is at the point he could move on. Koita is maybe a year away. Uh, and Berisha, I think it will also be snapped up by someone. So, there is others. Patrick Carlson says Veghorst, as does Enrico. Um, and I know James Rowe on Twitter is a big fan of, of Veghorst, although he does have a very Dutch uh,
2: bias. You, you <laughs> he to has to a bias. very... It's like, it's like a
0: huge <laughs> <theory> bias. <laughs> so, it's a huge bias. So <laughs> I wouldn't like a... mind the thought of him, but I know he'd cost a fair amount of money to get him because he's in his prime. I think on transfer market, they rate him at like 30 million quid and that, they're usually underestimated in value. So
2: it would, it, would, it would cost 35 million maybe. And the other issue people have to understand is that at the moment, if memory serves, Wolfsburg are in line for Champions League football next season. They're in third in the Bundesliga. So again, would he miss out on chance on playing in Champions League mm. to, to come down to a side not playing in Europe? And again, and this is something I, I try to preach to a lot of people that Arsenal does not have the pull globally that people think. Arsenal has the pull on certain parts of the globe. But so when a lot of people name drop all, a lot of, you know, uh, I don't know, say like Limer, for example, I know you love Limer, I, I rate him quite highly, but mm. it's not just Arsenal, it's the Premier League. How many Austrian players have played in the Premier League? I can tell you off the top of my head. It's about 13 players have played in the Premier League in the entire history of the Premier League since it began in, in, in the oh. early 90s. There is no pull for Austrians to come here. There is a pull for Austrians to go to Germany and stay in Germany if they're at yeah, top yeah. level. Language. I think 85 to 90% of the Austrian national team play in the Bundesliga. The other three or four players play either in Austria, two or three of them, and then one or two of them play in – I forget which other league
0: it is. Oh, Alnatovich is in China, I think. Um... That's one of them,
2: yeah, and I forget the other. Somebody plays – I feel like someone plays in Spain or, or, or France. Oh. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: there is. Oh, I can't remember who it is. There's one more that plays out. I'm gonna have to you keep talking. I'm gonna to... Yeah,
2: but that's the thing. So I feel like and um it's something that a lot of us postulated when um Eddu came in is if we're if we need to start looking at the South American market, I feel for players that are obviously about a certain age because of the new rules. But when people talk about, for example, I know we're talking about strikers, but for example, people talk about midfielders we could bring in that would be affordable, that would want to jump to a club like Arsenal. People mm. don't mention players like Patrick de Paula in, in, in Brazil. He's an excellent midfielder. He's mm. I think he's twenty one or twenty-two now. He'd be an upgrade on everybody at the club bar bar Partey and probably Shaka, but it's it's from a source that you could get a player like that for if he was in Europe, he'd be quite surprised already. But you, yeah. there has to be players elsewhere that we can look to that would not find a reason to turn Arsenal down. I feel like a lot of the players that fans talk about have a lot of reasons to turn Arsenal down, but maybe not other clubs. So mm-hmm. it's hard for us to. I know you and I talk about this stuff all the time, and we sit here and we sort of analyze. You know what players make sense. You know we we were talking about Andre Silva, and I absolutely love Andre Silva as a striker. And if we didn't have Aubameyang, I would say break the bank for him because. On form, he's been one of the top three or four center forwards in Europe this season because of how versatile he is. He is transformative. He's clinical. He's technically very good. Um, But I think for me, it's two things. One, I I just don't see him wanting to leave. At the age he is now, why would he want to play second fiddle to Aubameyang? Yeah. he's he's better as a center forward instead of a left winger and does Aubameyang want to play on the left. Again, you go back to the question of <laughs> you, have look, you have to look at the other options we have at the club who players who should be playing on the left and Alba is one of them. Right? So and also I feel like he fits Frank he fits Frankfurt's system more than he does Arsenal's at the moment. I feel like they they've really tailored things around him and really come he has two creative players behind him or he's paired with uh, Bastos as, as a center forward partnership and he plays off them quite well and it works quite well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I could see him at Wolves first before Arsenal, but for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're in a tricky period as a club right now, sitting mid-table, might not be getting Europe, you know, with a younger manager who is charismatic and, and can convince and, and has developed players, but there's just so many other clubs that have better pull in that. Something you said, I said, um, I know Jess is in the chat, she said it, you know, Mike said it at TGT, a lot of us have said it, Like we have to get a little bit more creative now. We're not in the position where we can say that our cloud is enough to convince players to take a back seat and also, you know, deal with the fact that they're not getting Europe. It's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Some players would be fine with playing second fiddle to Oba if we still had Europe on offer because then there's more chances to play and they're still in Europe. Bonuses come with that, you know, all that kind of stuff. But mm. if there's no Europe and their back backseat to a tracker who doesn't need to be rotated out, it's it's a, it's a tricky sell. I feel like so.
0: Yeah, um, I saw. I've seen some other names. Got a Boadu at RZ Alkmaar. I have watched now quite a lot of him. Um, I mean, and... I wait,
2: Alkmaar has like four players I would take tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but... uh Stengs, uh, yeah. and oh, Boadu. And, and, I, do, and... I think. Go on, you want to say someone?
2: And Vindal, left back. The left He's back, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You say Vindal, I would have gone Vindal. Is that, my Dutch is is not great. No, I, <laughs>
2: I, I, I probably know which one it is, but yeah, probably Vindal actually. because it's. We'll idea. ask yeah, I'll so, ask yeah.
0: James, James will know. <laughs> He'll yeah.
2: tell us. Um, but well, like, it's, it's right, right now, is, now, so it's Vindal, so
0: there you go. I, I wouldn't risk Boadu right now. Um... I feel like he needs to develop more uh from what I've watched of him as well. The goals that he scored, some of them are really fortunate. The that the position that he gets into with some of the goals he scored. Um he's not I think he scored one header in the last two years, even though he's like higher than six foot, he's not a guy that's an aerial threat, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd, I wouldn't be looking at that specifically. Uh, the thing is when you look at kind of strikers that we need to get the idea of getting in a really young striker makes sense because Aubameyang's here for at least two more seasons Um, so you could get someone to be an understudy to him but at the same time I think Arsenal do need someone if we say qualify for Europe that is a different dimension to to, to Aubameyang and will give us that Um, (laughs) Owen says Tom in Dutch translate to Todd which is what Sophie called me (laughs) last night (laughs) unbelievable Um, that was pretty funny Unbelievable. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you talking, how, how do you uh, how do you lot make the time to watch these different leagues uh it's, it's, it's my job that helps <laughs> so, so you know that that kind of Welcome helps do research for leagues mm-hmm. so yeah it's that does help no sleep i disagree with you todd this is not sticking i don't like this i <laughs> <laughs>
2: do not like it's this good hard from now on buddy
0: uh, Enrico says, Tom, you've seen Keane on the Sevilla striker. Yes, I am. Uh, Yusuf N. Naziri uh, is my pick. He is who I go for. If you're offering me which striker I think in the bracket of realism that we should go for, I would go for, for, for Yusuf Naziri. He's someone that has uh, since moved into Sevilla from Leganes. has really been a consistent performer for them. Uh, he's the Moroccan international striker now as well. A lot playing with the likes of uh, Hikim Ziyech and, and players like that around him too. So, he is someone I think can make the step up. He's not like, um, I don't look at him as a fashionable striker. He's a striker that I think of Arsenal signs. You'd get a lot of fans going, who the hell is this? Like, why on earth are we going for him? Um, And would be made to look a little bit silly, I think, which is is great when you see that happen. But I think he's one of those that if uh, a team like a Leicester or a West Ham went out and signed, you'd see them perform really well there. Uh, And then you'd be looking at them and going, oh God, why didn't we... Go for him. So yeah, I I think it costs us a bit of money. You're looking like thirty to thirty-five million pounds, but I I think he's he's the type of striker that we should be looking to go for.
2: Hmm. I I don't know as much about him as you do, but um, I've had to write about him a few times, so I've had to do a little bit of research, and I feel like for the for the profile of player, it makes sense. Um, I mean, you would know more about um, his situation in terms of would he want to leave Sevilla, who were perennially in Europe. On some level, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but are they ever going to win La Liga? Probably not. So, um, and we can certainly afford a, a much higher wage packet than than most Spanish clubs can. So, there's that. Um, yeah. But I, but I do like that because it also gives you. Was he 23? He's, I, 23, yeah. He's
0: 23. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: um, yeah, so I think that that gives you like it, say we did ride out over for for two more years you know, if you brought him in in the summer, he would be t- hopefully trying to get enough minutes to by the time he's 24, 25, and Nobo is moving on the downturn, he's finally coming into his own at the right time, you know, two years before his prime begins. So it would make sense. And I think the profile of makes sense going after someone who's 23 or 24. I think it's the right move. But again, it, it, it has to be someone who unequivocally sees whoever they're currently at at Arsenal is like, I can't possibly turn him down kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah that's kind of it for me. Um
0: trying to think of anything else before we open up the floor to questions I don't think there is so if you now this is obviously the last 20 minutes of show is we'd like to drop into a Q&A um, so if you have any specific questions doesn't have to be specifically about the striking situation if it is great but if you do have a question for either of us um, then please do throw it into the chat box um, Yonit Mac, though just to finish off the section does says what kind of player are we looking for a starter or are we looking for a squad option this summer in that position
2: I think for me, it's a squad option. and I think this is I think we've hamstrung ourselves by extending Obab, yeah, to a, to a degree. like you you extend him and you hope that he can still produce, and that's why you paid him why well, you upgraded his pay packet. but again, you you don't extend him if he's not going to be uh, a, a key figure moving forward. And, then, and in that case, you're looking at a squad option, I feel like unless something with Oba changes. You know, for yeah. some reason, we don't know how How we don't know if he's out of nowhere going to say, yeah, I want to leave this summer. We can't, yeah. you know, we don't know if that's going to happen. It very well could if we don't get here. So who knows? But I think his his mere existence in the team literally means that uh, you're looking at a player who has to be OK with being a squad option. And a lot of these names people will throw around. They're not going to be OK with that. So, yeah, but I think no. me, that's kind of where we're at. Um, so first question and
0: whilst you're answering this I need to go plug my laptop in Um, so uh, Patrick Carlson says will Martinelli play on Thursday?
2: I don't think he will Um, which is actually kind of annoying but yeah I think he'd he'd play the second leg I think Arteta's going to want to go out in the first against Olympiacos with the best possible 11 really take control of the tie play a very similar team against Spurs and North London Derby. And then second leg, if, if we're up by two or three goal cushion, then I think you'll see what we play. I don't, I don't think he will start the first leg. I'd be happy if he did and, and don't get me wrong. I think maybe he should, but mm. part, part of us trying to, to, to get a run of form going in Europe and, and connect that to, to, to league form is, is not rotating too much right now. You know, you want to yeah. have some continuity in, in the 11. If, if your best players are fit, and they're not in the red zone. You're going to want to play them. So I think he'll play. If if again, if we if we smash him three nil in the first leg, I think you'll see him in the second leg. I think if if we draw or if we're only up maybe by maybe, maybe a goal or whatever, I, I don't think he will. I just, yeah. I don't know. But I'd I'd love to see him play because I think he brings a lot that we've missed currently, and I'm I'm happy. With, obviously, everyone loves how soccer's playing, and I love how Pepe's come on overall and and recently, but. I think Martin Lee does give a little bit of an extra dynamism and, and, and will to, to to run at teams and he does bring that the that, that ability to press, you know, in, in front third. So I'd like to see him, but yeah, I just I personally don't think he will. Uh
0: yes, I think that I'm not concerned about his kind of position in the team right now because I think that he's one of those players that will, in a, in a I always use Phil Foden as kind of the example, he's being a little bit protected after a long-term injury. He's still exceptionally young and we've got a lot of players ahead of him in the pecking order right now. So I'm not concerned if he plays great. If he doesn't, I'm not too concerned and I agree with you that we need to be building up consistency with lineups with one or two players being rotated each game rather than the whole team uh, being changed because that's you're never going to build up the consistency that way um daniel robert says is signing a left back understudy to tierney more important than signing a right back as we have cedric and chambers if that's if bellerin goes of course
2: I'm going to let you go first. (laughs) Uh,
0: I I think the right back position is somewhere we need to upgrade um, in the summer as a priority, um, along with centre midfield for me. Uh, I I think that what Bellerin has showed me this season is that I don't feel like we're going to get back to the Bellerin that we had prior to his injury. I don't feel like that Bellerin is going to come about at Arsenal for a number of reasons, both... Uh, performance related and uh not necess- I don't think attitude's the right word but I just feel like his time at Arsenal his story at Arsenal's probably done like I, th- I don't think he can get any more out of his time at Arsenal than he already is showing um and I feel like it would be better for him speaking from like a neutral perspective and taking my Arsenal hat off for a second Speaking from a Bellerin point of view, I genuinely believe it, that the right move for him would be to go to somewhere else and, and have a different challenge. And Barcelona could be that. Jean Laporta really likes Bellerin um, and, of course, is now the new president. So that could be a route for him. Uh, PSG is another route. Florenzi was only on loan from Roma and Meunier. They obviously sold to uh, Borussia Dortmund. I'm trying to think of the other. they got a young one, Dagba, I think, uh, PSG as well. So I think Bellerin would fit in at PSG or at Barcelona and and he could be better than what he's shown here I don't think I don't think the club should look at what his time at Arsenal. I think that he could be a, one of those players that has a bit of a renaissance if he moves somewhere else so I think that signing a right back is is up there with with the priorities of centre midfield the options that I've thrown out there are you'll be able to tell me if I'm wrong on this one but I really like Nordi Mukiele at RB Leipzig um, I like Chris Denson at RB Salzburg I know that people try to say that I want to get a Red Bull sponsor at this podcast um, but I just like the clubs um, the, other, the other one is, is Emerson who I said to you in WhatsApp earlier on, who's currently at Real Betis, but he's part-owned by, ironically, Barcelona. Barcelona can sign him from Betis for €9 million in the summer, but because they've just signed Sergino Dest, and they've got Sergio Roberto, and they could look to bring in Bellerin, um, I think that I th- and Sergino Des can obviously play on, on either side of, of the fullback position, so yeah. they could effectively move him over to that side and they could sell Junior Furpo. Ironically, could sell him to us as well as a backup to Tierney, although I, I have my reservations about that. I know Clive really likes him, but uh, I've got my reservations a bit about Furpo. But I think that uh, Emerson's a really good option. And There's one more that has completely escaped my mind and I can't think who it is. Is there anyone? Uh, Tariq Lamptey and our Max Aarons obviously always come up, but they'll be expensive. So, I mean, what, what names... From so like right back, back, what do you think uh, about
2: uh, it? Right? I, I absolutely love Riddle Baku. Um I think for me it would make a lot of sense. But again, you're, you're looking at a situation where Wolfsburg are gonna be in Europe next season, barring a collapse of so, no, 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 no Riddle Baku. Not Kevin and Babu. No, Riddle Baku.
0: Oh, I don't know anything about him, so talk to me. Well,
2: German, German International. He's only 21. Um, came through as a as a right right-sided midfielder and right winger, but he's transitioned back to a right back and also play right wing back. Very good going forward. Has good delivery from from out wide. Good on the ball. Really good pace. Um, but again, you're looking at a situation where, um, again, we we'll are probably going to get Europe next year. So, and and there's no reason why he would want to leave that situation. He's he's well set to to maybe break into getting more considerable minutes for the national team moving forward, especially with Yogi uh, Lev leaving at the end of the Ooh. Euros. So if depending on who the next German manager is, if it's uh, Stefan Kuntz, who's the current under 21 manager, then who? Stefan Kuntz, not, not Kuntz. the other one like we, in, no. like we talked about in, like we talked about WhatsApp. Um, yeah. I feel like he, his future for the be almost guaranteed. So I, I don't see him moving, but I do like Mbappe as well. I feel like, um, uh, Mr. Zeziger would have appreciated if arsa went for him maybe directly from from Switzerland. I think he he's a very he's a very good fullback as well. But again,
0: yeah. it depends.
2: You know, he's, he's uh, young boys,
0: isn't he? I think before. He's a young boys, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's for Michael. Uh Michael, right, if he's listening to that, we <laughs> young boys. But um yeah, there, there are a couple of names, but I feel like for me, I don't know. Like, and you and I are finally gonna disagree on something for the first time in a while. I I don't think if leaves, loses one thing, if he doesn't leave, I don't want to force upgrading because I feel like even though he's not the same that he used to be, we still have to remember that even though he's not the same player, he's still a starting right back in the third or fourth best defensive scheme in the Premier League. So is it really that bad having him in the 11? Probably not. So, especially if you look at maybe who we're talking about bringing in for right side to center back long-term, I'd be fine with keeping him and then trying to find the backup to Tierney. But if he does leave, it's, I, I'm fine with him leaving as well. Do you know what I mean? Like It's one of those things where I'm not fast either way. If he stays, that's great. If he leaves, okay, just make sure we go and, and improve correctly. With the Aaron's Lampty debate, I feel like a lot of people rate Lampty on very, very little. He, he played, he played yeah. a couple months, did quite well, a right wing back and a, and a Brighton team that counterattacks, not a team yeah. like Arsenal that builds in the back where his pace is going to be less of a factor. Um, and he's probably going to be required to, in theory, we think he's going to be required to do underlaps and type overlaps and he's been overlapping right side wing back. So I think for me, Aaron's makes more sense. I think Aaron's already plays in the back for it. Norwich, He already does a lot of um, underlapping runs as well. He gets involved in in build-up play in the middle third and gets involved in the final third. So I think if you're looking at who makes more sense, I think Aaron's makes more sense. Mm. Um, But again, Norwich is probably going to get promoted. Do they have to sell? It's the same question that people had with Quintia as well. So um, I do think whoever it is, if, if Baron does go, and we do try to upgrade on him, I do think that we need someone who... Can hit the ground running in the Premier League, so I would probably trend towards Aaron's if I had to pick. You know, I think it make it – plus it takes care of the homegrown quarter as well. So What about
0: Dumfries? Uh, I, look, I like job. Dumfries.
2: Dumfries. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, I I like him, but I feel like let's see the th- thing about analyzing players from the divisi is tricky because yeah. I mean, when you're at Ajax and PSV, everything is made so much easier for you when you play in the Netherlands. It really is. And yes, he does perform substantially well when they get into Europe, but I just feel it's, it's a different animal. Going from the to where you you walk the competition year on year, going to the Premier League, he could easily be exposed. and He doesn't look as good when he plays for the Netherlands, and that's a prime example. They play teams yeah. that are better than them or teams that are just as good regularly, and he doesn't look the same player already. So I like him, I think, but I think you'd be looking at a player who might be more of a sideways move to better rather than an actual yeah. upgrade. I do like Ooh. his physical profile. I like his physical profile, which makes some sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's, 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 better like he's better in here. Yeah, exactly. So Michele, just, no one's leaving Urban Leipzig for Arsenal, period. Like, we can all adjust that. No, I don't,
0: no, I no, I no um Zamir uh, says Ricardo Pereira are too expensive. Now I use uh, You mentioned Pereira. this. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. I I put Ricardo Pereira in my um, article about transformative signs that Arsenal could make that were basically signings on the same level as Thomas Partey. Ricardo Pereira will be turning 28 in October. I still yeah. think you sign that guy up to like a, th- a three four year contract. You're getting the best years from him. He had a really good uh, kind of entrance to to the Premier League after joining Leicester from Porto, and I think Leicester. In, people will go, why would why would he leave Leicester? But the thing is, is Leicester have a track record of selling players? when they know they can make money off those players and they've also got cover for them. And when they signed Timothy Castagna from Atalanta, I'm like, right, well, they're it at both right and left back because he's so versatile and he can play in either of those two positions. And then they've had James Justin come through whilst Ricardo Pereira was out, with injury, uh, out injured. I know that Justin is now injured, uh, probably got a long-term injury now, but Timothy Castagna will deputise in that role during that period and I, th- I genuinely think that there is scope to, to to maybe tempt Leicester into a sale it would be pricey of course it would um but I don't think it's as like uh, it's not a, it's not one of those players that someone goes what about him and you go oh, we're never getting him." because I genuinely think there is there's a door that could be open um for a player like Ricardo Pereira so yeah um, I think that's an option
2: hmm. No, I mean, um, not much for to say. I think you're right. Actually, so let's say I think it makes. I, I thought about it more because um, you mentioned it. I was just like, Way! and then I, you know, when, when you think back on that and make the points that you made, I think it does make sense that you know Castani is. I, I think he's he's quite a good fullback. And, I would have signed him. Like, I, don't, I don't, don't know why. Mean, I'd, I'd, of course, I'd, Atalanta. Yeah. We should have <laughs> and we we had that chance when we were in Europe. But that's happening, right?
0: Oh, so, yeah. We just um, got to do things smartly. Nope.
2: So, um, yeah, no, I, it, it would make sense. And I feel like he'd be coming into his prime and, and for argument's sake, if, if Aaron does go, he'd be the undisputed fresh race right back at the club. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it would make sense for all parties involved. i not quite sure yeah. if he'd be willing That's to make that. That's why I think it's realistic.
0: Right yeah. So, so I think it is realistic when you think about all the things we've just spoken about. There. That's what makes it it's, – it's not like going um, – Try to think of a different example now but uh, you look at other teams across Europe and you're going, they're not going to sell like we talked about Mukiele, like he's not going to leave RB Leipzig and they wouldn't they don't need to sell him, they they wouldn't want to sell him Um, but Leicester have shown in the past with with Maguire and with Kante and with Ben Chilwell to, to Chelsea and stuff like that that they are open to selling players if they've got the cover available behind them um, interesting to change the conversation slightly Mr Joe Kerr says what is our realistic medium term goal lads winning more cups getting into top four and competing in the Champions League or challenging for the league puns uh, <laughs> <bunch> of <shots. laughs>
2: Ooh, uh, I think realistically, I think we want to get into top four. And I think I do said as much we said by the 2022-23 season, he wants us to be competing, generally competing again. And t- for me, I translate that into top four with an outside view of pushing for the league within two or three seasons. And I think that's a, re- a realistic view of where we're currently at the minute and where we could be in terms of the squad moving forward based off of how players develop and how we're able to reinvest in it. Um, I, I'd be fine with more cups. I mean, I know a lot of people think the FA Cup is lost in Celeste, but winning your your country's major cup competition is still a considerable achievement. Um, I do think that. Well, I know it's it's a tricky minefield to negotiate, but we still should be pushing on to do things like win Europa League. You know, we would. Yeah, we we are one of the one of the. The favorites left in the competition at current and there are some other teams there that can usually win as well you know two of them being English rivals but um th- a club of this size should look at Europa League if we're in it as a, as a competition we can win Champions League no but Europa League yes so I think we should push for those and um you can still ch- you can still scale out your 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 program to, to aim to be in top four while also competing in these cup competitions I think that's where we should be at I don't think um, push to the league. There's no way in in, in a season under normal circumstances we're going to outshoot Man City to the league title. It's not happening. And, you know, if Liverpool didn't have the injuries that they dealt with, they'd probably be in a much better standing than they are currently. So we're, we're, I think we're so far behind those two. And then you have a revamp Manchester United. You have Chelsea who look immeasurably better under two hooks that just come in. So I think we're a long way off from competing with those three. But I think to say we should be looking to get fourth again. I know you know, the fourth place trophy is back, but you got to start somewhere, right? So um I feel like that's what we should be going for, personally.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right there. Uh, Stephen Power says, doesn't Abameyang have a clause in his contract that allows him to leave if we don't achieve Champions League? If that is the case, I have absolutely no idea um, about that whatsoever. Um, it makes, seems like an easy story for someone to make up, but you never know. It could be uh, true. Let's scroll up and see a few more. A lot of people are saying, like, that they would be competing for the top four um, as their kind of main, I think that's ultimately what Arsenal need to go for. Um, I also think it's next season uh, or this rather this upcoming summer window. I, I think that Arsenal needs to be looking at players that are going to have an immediate impact in the team that yeah. last summer was the opportunity where we could go out to sign players that were in the like 21 to 23 kind of age bracket that had that investment. We did that in a way bringing in Gabriel, of course, um, uh, but I think that this summer and now looking at how much quality in, in terms of youth is coming through into the team and that we've already got with Gabriel on top of that with Tierney and Martinelli and Saka and a Smith-Rowe and, and you've got other youngsters coming through the academy as well. So Libra and Mavropanos coming back also. There is lots of, of, of youth that is in this team and I think now... You look at how Everton have been successful by bringing in the likes of Rodriguez and Abdullah uh, DeCore and Alain, um, players that have come in and are going to have an immediate impact on that team. That We need to look at players that are going to do that for us in uh, this upcoming window. Uh, I think that's the way that we need to go to really upgrade on what we've already got because that's what we haven't done over besides what I felt was last summer is, is look at the market, look at the team and go, look, we need to bring in players that are better Than what we already have which is what we have failed to do consistently uh over the last decade if not longer um anyway that is going to bring us to the close of today's show if you could drop a like on the video we'd really appreciate it of course if you could subscribe to the channel if you're new we would appreciate that massively too. Uh, make sure you give Drew a follow on Twitter at logiclero is on the screen for you. Thank you, Drew, for your time this afternoon. Much appreciated.
2: Of course, buddy. Just gonna go back to writing now after this. So <laughs> mm,
0: enjoy. Enjoy. I'm finished for the day. So I'm I'm sound. <laughs> 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 um anyway we will be back uh tomorrow i'll be joined by a couple hopefully of the members of our expert and our tgc ambassadors to talk about olympiacos on thursday our preview show is always the day before or two days before um and if you'd like to come on the show and join us for these preview shows then of course sign up as a member join our discord server and uh, and we'll see you in there. So much, much appreciated uh, for joining in today, and we will see you again tomorrow. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the ninety-plus minute
1: decisions apply 5 years or 100,000 miles whichever comes first Pro Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Sport Fan Network Talk Sport powered by Fans